Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. We've got 25 more minutes left here on AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with, well, we got a lot more time on AFR, but I'm talking <laughs> about this particular program. Fred Jackson in studio with me, and Steve Jordahl joins us now. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. By the way, Ed Vitagliano and Ray Pritchard have not quit. <laughs> okay? They uh, developed a little attitude problem. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I told him to go home and think about it. Well, no, I'm just. <laughs> They're in timeout. <laughs> They're in timeout. And uh, no, Brother Ray is in, I think he's in, he's somewhere. He, he teaches the Bible all over the country. Mm. Uh, he's not a pastor. He was, but he, he's a, uh, he teaches books of the Bible. Yes. But Ray Pritchard uh, may come off as a mild-mannered, uh, fella, he's a Bible scholar, okay? Hey, Steve, we can hear all that, what you're doing over there. It's making a lot of racket. Uh, he's a, uh, y'all paying attention? Y'all listen to me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's a Bible scholar. Absolutely. A genuine Bible scholar. And, uh, so, and Ed is an Italian. I was trying to think what I could say. After I say Ray's a Bible scholar, I don't want to say, and Ed's not. You know, that sounds. Ed's a pastor. Ed's a great writer. Ed was a pastor for a long time Uh and graduated from Bible school and uh, understands world history. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a history buff, and I'm impressed by what Ed's, his knowledge. He goes, huh? Yeah. He's pretty sharp. And he's a Boston Bruins fan. Boston Bruins. I mean, (laughs) Yes, which raises his credibility in your book. The family. Uh, you're not a Boston Bruins fan, though. No, sir. You're a Chicago Black Chicago Hawks. Blackhawks guy. That's right. So, anyway, if you start talking world history with mm-hmm. Ed, you better bring your A game. Yes. Huh? He's up otherwise on. just shake your head in agreement with whatever Ed says. Huh? What you What are you gonna say, Fred? No, I I agree. He's uh, he brings great historical perspective. To the Congress, you know, and and that's so important. Yes. Uh, history, I'm not sure, is even being taught in some schools anymore. But history is so important because it keeps repeating itself. Yeah. You can start in Scripture. You can go all the way through. Tim, you and I were just talking about what happened in Germany before World War II. Uh, history keeps repeating itself. You've got to watch patterns. Mm-hmm. And Ed is great at looking at patterns. Listen, if, if the Eskimos and the Aborigines got into a war in Mongolia, Ed knew, knows about it. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve, you impressed? I know about I am. I'm the a, Eskimo Aborigine War. Yeah, that the uh, Great Eskimo Aborigine War. In the fifth century. It cost thousands <laughs> of deer. Of, they met on the battlefield. Elk. They met on the battlefield in uh Mongo- in Mongolia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm dying. <laughs> When's the funeral? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. All right. Hey, we we've just... already talked about gas prices. Is that what you're going to bring up? Well, I was going to bring up the speech by the president that he just made. All right, you go saying for that it. He was... <laughs> by, by the way, let me just say this because I get emails, calls <laughs> again. 
that I've been rude to Steve. No, no, Steve, no, would you please no, you def- haven't. Please defend our professional relationship and our friendship here so that people don't call and tell Tim to quit being rude to Steve. Okay, first of all, Tim owns the microphones. So, Well, the ministry does, but I'm the president. Okay. And, and Tim is the... Very caring, wonderful, friendly boss. Thank you, Never Steve. had a bad word to say raise, about me. You got a raise coming your way. And I have a lunch, apparently, too. Yes, we've yes. forgotten to pay up on So go ahead. Here, here comes the emails. Now, okay, Steve goes overboard here. Right, yeah. You're, you're yeah send them my way. All right. All right. So, so we're good, Steve? We're good. Oh, we've always been good, Tim. I, right. I didn't hurt your feelings? Not at all. Okay. My feelings are in almost impervious to hurt. All right, go, just, Steve. I'm, I'm a guy. I'm too stupid to know when my feelings are hurt. All right. Uh, we just heard from our, our president uh, in the last couple minutes. Uh, he has announced that he is banning all imports of Russian oil and gas. He said that he is uh, getting a, a, a coalition of other nations together again uh, to go along with this as well and expects this to be a devastating uh, blow to the Russian war effort and Russia in general under Putin. Let's listen to... Um, this is his announcement, what he's saying about it. This is cut 12. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports, and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. This is a move that has strong bipartisan support in the Congress and, I believe, in the country. Americans have rallied support, have rallied to support their Ukrainian people and made it clear we will not part of subsidizing Putin's war. All right, and I know you guys talked uh, about the the argument, the little discussion between Jen Psaki and Peter Ducey about high gas prices. Well, the president also decided to address this as well. Listen to Cut 13. It should motivate us to accelerate the transition to clean energy. This is a perspective that our European allies share and the future where together we can achieve greater independence. Loosening environmental regulations or pulling back clean energy investment won't, let me explain, won't, will not lower energy prices for families. But transforming our economy to run on electric vehicles powered by clean energy with tax credits to help American families winterize their homes and use less energy, that will, that will help. And if we can, if we do what we can, it will mean that no one has to worry about the price of the gas pump in the future. Tired of six five dollar gallon gas? Well, seventy thousand dollar Tesla will take care of you. You're good to go. Well, I don't. I don't know what to do. I, with that. I, what, what do we do I, with I that just, information right there? I'm just reminded of the Barack Obama days when he said, and and who was it uh, from Chicago? Rahm Emanuel, the former chief of staff for Obama. And you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. Never let a crisis go to waste. Right. That's and that's what he's doing. I. You know, I kind of figured Biden would do something like this, but just still shake your head when he would use this. And he knows, he knows he's not telling the whole truth. And he's not he, telling. Well, he read, yeah, he's also reading something. Yes. Like teleprompter, the, which is fine. Presidents read messages and speeches all the time. But this, uh, but Biden is getting. I guess a good day is when he doesn't just slur a bunch of sentences together. Uh, because do you hear him right there? Oh yeah, I heard. I was listening. He said we're going to turn to good energy and uh, gas prices come out you know, in Russia. And anyway, we're. Did you hear that? I did. I was listening to this morning. Uh, uh, Sandy had a cut of uh, Joe Biden when he was senator back 
uh, several years ago. It's remarkable the difference. Now everybody as they well, get what older, remarkable the difference. The what? clarity in his speech. Oh yeah, and he, the, uh, how cogent he was. He just sounded like he was there and engaged and knew exactly what he was saying. Well, he was. He was a great speaker. I mean, I, I didn't agree with what he said, but he was a very articulate man. It's just amazing. You put those things yeah. back to back. You could yeah. just you can hear the. But the, the the big picture, the big story that he's communicating there, albeit. Well, what we just talked about, right, mm-hmm. is that uh, he and uh, he's cutting off oil being imported from Russia, which is the right thing to do. Yes, and he, he's right; he does have bipartisan support and support yes. of the Amer yes. of the American people. Um, but now, mark my word, my teacher used to say, mm-hmm. he from from now from from now going forward. Uh, Jen Psaki and Biden and Harris and their apologist, the Democrat side, will blame the Russian-Ukraine war for every for all kind of price hikes. Yep. Yep. Oh, and the the president also said he warned against gas companies. We're not going to stand for price gouging. It kind of the uh, the the gas companies will d- take any. That's another way. Yeah. That's another way to deflect from his policies, yep. mm-hmm. which in large are in large, which are the main reason why prices are going up. Yeah. Okay, including gas. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> this is this is trip typical liberal populism. Blame the corporations. Yep. Blame the fat cats at the. And you I, know, they're, I, they're jacking the prices up on you. They're gouging you. Go and ahead. I just hope people. Pay attention. Our need for oil and gas is not going to go down. It's not going to. And starting today, what we talked about at the top of the program, we are still going to need that oil. And we're not going to get it from Russia, but we are going to pay for it from Saudi Arabia, from Iran, and probably from Venezuela. So, So we're not cutting back. We're just going to get it somewhere else because we need it. We need that oil and gas. Still burning the planet up, though, Fred. Yeah, right. How are we going to stop burning the planet up, Fred? How are we going to stop? How are we going to stop burning the planet up? Yeah. Huh? Well, uh, it'll be off our conscience. At least it won't be American oil. We'll just burn the planet up with Saudi oil. Yep. I'm getting too cynical here. We got to. We got to move on. Go ahead. What else you got, Steve? All right. Um, let's uh, talk about COVID. Um. We have been uh, saying all along, I'm just going to go ahead and say I told you so, if you don't mind. We have been saying all along that the policies that the administration and governors, uh, public officials here and around the world have been instituting about lockdowns, mandates, vaccines, um, masks. Uh, we've been saying all along, these things don't make sense. They're not really doing what they say they're going to do. But there was a cadre of medical people headed by Dr. Fauci and uh the, Where's his, he gone, by the way? Haven't seen on, him in a while. on vacation? I don't know. Well, <laughs> let me t- maybe he's hiding because things are not turning out so well for him right now. I want to play you some sound from a doctor. This is an ER doc from New Orleans called uh, named Dr. Joseph Freeman. And uh, he was outspoken in support of mandates and masks and all this kind of stuff. Um, he said he just, he it's an emergency. We have to do whatever we can to save lives. Well... He's now looking at the data, one of the few that's willing to admit this. He was on a a Zoom call with um, several uh, people who were 
behind what's known as the Great Barrington Declaration, which is a, a, a document that doctors put together saying, you know, uh, we understand this is a, a disease, but we got to treat this logically. Um, do what you need to do to protect the eldest. Let the kids go to school without masks. They're not at risk. It's common sense stuff. And um, Dr. Uh, what's his, who's the guy? Peter, Peter McCullough, McCullough was on this call and everything. I want you to hear Dr. Freeman, uh, what he says he's, he believes now. And this, he's talking to his peers right here. He's talking on a zoom call to other doctors. This okay. Cut 14. The reality is hospitalizations and deaths were not reduced by 20% by any policies. And because if they were, we would have had studies at this point that would have been able to consistently identify that. And that just has not occurred at all. So I think as a society, we have to decide if we want to continue like a public policy that's obviously producing large harms and offering only a minimal benefit at best uh, that's currently unmeasurable. Also, personally, I would like to apologize to uh, the three other scientists sitting with me here on Zoom, the proponents of the Barrington Declaration, because I initially I did think you all were crazy or dumb, or maybe you just didn't understand what I was seeing, but I, I now realize actually, I'm sorry, because I believe now you guys were correct. And um, and you were correct from the beginning. That takes a man. So this is a fellow, a doctor. What's his name again? His name is uh, Dr. Where'd I put it? Freeman. Joseph Freeman, F-R-A-I-M-A-N. And he's what? What's he's his? an emergency room doctor in, in Louisiana, in New Orleans. What he's saying there is that uh, he was on the, the side, he was on the Fauci side, mm-hmm. CDC side, mm-hmm. and now he believes uh, they got it all wrong. Not, maybe not all of it wrong, but they got a lot of it wrong. It caused a lot of harm. Yeah, A lot of the decisions that were made that became law or public policy or edicts by governors and so forth. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, and he's not the but, only one. Remember that John Hopkins study came out a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. That the shutdowns yeah. really really didn't help at all? Yeah. I, I mean, this Well, is, you know I mean, what? Uh, I think the pandemic's it appears to me it's over, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Ex- except in classrooms. Except the World Health Organization this morning, Tim, they came out and they said, now we believe more boosters are going to be needed. World Health Why? More boosters are going to be needed. Well, uh, I'm just going, but listen, yesterday Ireland announced they're going, no more travel restrictions at all. Mm-hmm. They're going back to, more and more countries are, are, are making the announcement that, uh, hey, we're going back to life. Uh, as as we as we knew it yes. prior to March 2020. Yes. Uh, so I'm seeing fewer and fewer people with face masks on, and uh, face masks haven't been worn much here in where we live in North Mississippi in probably a year, I guess or you should say. But 20 percent compulsory. 20 percent, 30 percent, maybe of the people out. But you're seeing that even go away, and I'm sure that's true all across the country. So uh, the pandemic is 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 gone. We're only left with the recovery. Unless some other variant pops up, God forbid, somewhere, and but this uh, Omicron ended everything because 
Everybody got it. Vaccinated, unvaccinated, didn't matter. Vaccinated, 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 and boost, which would be a good line to a song, probably. Huh? Yeah. But it, it, those people got Omicron, the last variant. So it's got developed, what, we got herd immunity, or what do you want to call That's it? That's what it's called, I believe, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's gone. COVID has gone away. Now, we'll just see if Dr. F- you asked where Dr. Fauci was in the light of all this information that's coming out. I don't think he really wants to be on TV very much, and I don't think the president wants to put him on TV very much anymore. You, Biden, you think? Yeah. Well, Biden, he's a fan. He's a Fauci fan. Yeah, well, he was, but Fauci's kind of toxic right now. He's old news? Not that Biden, yeah, not that Biden isn't <laughs> in his own political way, but it, given what we're hearing from doctors like uh, Dr. Freeman, uh, you know, Fauci would have to come out and say something similar to Dr. Freeman before he's credible in the American public's eye anymore. All right, next story. All right. Uh, Florida, you know they've been uh, debating this bill. Now, the the uh, opponents of this bill call it the don't say gay bill, but it's not. It is a uh, bill that is meant to... Um, this is in the Florida State Legislature. It is. This bill, if I can interrupt you, Steve. Please do. This bill read about this. Okay, this uh, we're going to give you a case in point how the left uh, misrepresents things to put people down that they don't like politically. In this case, Re- Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida because right. he's a conservative. Okay, so in the Florida legislature, they passed a bill. Did they passed it? Yes. Okay. Um, or is it being proposed? Uh, let me look it up. Anyway, the bill, whether it's been passed or not, I'm not sure, but Governor DeSantis will sign it when he gets to his desk, says that you cannot teach kindergartners through third grade in the state of Florida in public schools. I guess it's just in public schools. Maybe you can't teach them about uh, or talk about sexuality. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what the law says. Well, it's not law yet. That's what the bill says. Well, the LGBTQ XYZ WXY RN 549er groups have turned this into a, it's a hateful piece of legislation that uh, needs to be stopped in Florida. The don't say, they call, they're calling it don't say gay bill, right? And it has passed the Florida House and is in consideration in the Florida Senate. Okay. So what you're about to hear is Governor DeSantis of Florida, the, the one of the press members. He's speaking with WFLA reporter Evan Donovan. Okay. So you'll hear Donovan ask the question, and you'll hear the exchange between the two. Now, Donovan was very low volume, so I boosted his volume. So the volumes are not going to match really a lot, but you'll be able, I think you'll be able to understand the both you sides gave him, of the conversation. You gave him a booster? I gave him a booster. Yeah, okay. he, he's now immune from right. something. <laughs> All right, we're back. That's what we're about to yeah. hear. Listen, cut night. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking. I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives. It doesn't matter what critics say. Well, it says it bans classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation. For who? For for grades pre-K through three. So five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds. And um, the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that 
and tell people what it actually says, it's why people don't trust people like you, because you peddle false narratives. And so we disabuse you of those narratives. And we're going to make sure that parents are able to send their kid to kindergarten without having some of this stuff injected into their school curriculum. Boom. Yeah. Man. I wish I could hug him right now. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Right. But but that is a warning to our listeners because you're going to see the Associated Press yeah. and some of the other media yeah. do exactly what that reporter yep. did. That Ron DeSantis is trying to outlaw any discussion. He's going to teach hate to schools. children. That's where they're going to frame it. They're yes. DeSantis and the Republicans in, in uh, Florida want to teach hate to children. Mm-hmm. This is how they. This is how they uh, intentionally yes mislead on many in the in the media. Yeah, you just heard what he said. Mm-hmm. This is a bill that says kindergarten through third grade in Florida. Uh, I don't have the wording here, but we're we're not going to talk about sex. Yeah, it's inappropriate. And we're not going to talk about homosexuality, transsexuality. Or any of kind of sexuality, I think. But why? The, why would you want to do that to a five-year-old? Nobody does. Nobody does. Do, yeah. So, but uh, good for him. Governor DeSantis is—he's uh, a rock star, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think one day he'll be our president. I don't know when that will be, uh, but uh, I just every—he just keeps on uh, doing great things down there in the state. He needs of to be cloned. Yeah. He needs to be cloned. We need more of Ron DeSantis's across the country. Yeah. At every level. I don't care if it's school boards, city councils. We need people like him to call these left wing reporters out for their distortions. And I'm being kind when I say distortions. Yeah. Next story, Steve. We got four, three or four minutes here. You let's, got anything? You got some good news? Yeah. Let's talk about uh, the NFL and the upcoming prospects. So the NFL Combine was recently held, and I believe it was held in Indianapolis, as it is every year. That's when college, top college students are invited. Pro scouts all come to one place, and they run them through drills. They run them through the 40-yard dash. They run them through, uh, you know, if you're – and he's a quarterback, so passing drills. How high can you Who's jump? Who's a quarterback? This guy I'm going to be talking oh, about. Okay. His name is E.J. Perry. He's from Brown University. Okay. And uh, they all take a look, and then they decide. Uh, it gives them a good idea who they might want to draft. Well, E.J. Perry is been, has been invited to the Combine. He went to the Combine. He did a fairly decent 40-yard dash at 4.6 for a quarterback. Um, and uh, he's rated like he, he lower than most. So he's a candidate. This is according to the NFL's page. A candidate for the bottom of the roster or maybe the practice squad. But he has character. Now, character counts an awful lot for uh, these people in the NFL. You know, they're looking for leaders. They're looking for people who can lead by example to be good in the locker room. And that really does load up uh, their value to teams. Well, E.J. Perry was videotaped after the combine. Everybody had left the field almost. They were, everybody was packing up and going away. But he was on the sideline picking up trash that was left by all the other players. He didn't leave until every bit of trash was picked up from good that Good for him. Good. good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, character. that's yeah. character. And I bet I wouldn't be surprised. And now he's not going to go in the first round, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that boosts his uh, draft prospects a little bit because that's the kind of man that they're looking for in the NFL. He's not going to be arrested for going 130 miles an hour and crashing into somebody. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Steve. Hey, by the way, our good friend, uh, Dr. Frank Turek, couldn't be with us today because he's going to be in Columbus, Ohio, this evening at Ohio State University speaking 
at 7.30 Eastern time. I think Columbus is Eastern time. Uh, and he's going to be speaking on the subject, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist, Dr. Frank Turek, T-U-R-E-K. So if you want to go hear Frank in Columbus, Ohio tonight, go to his website, crossexamined.org. Crossexamined, with a D, dot org. And it'll tell you where Frank will be speaking at Ohio State this evening. See you tomorrow, everybody. Thank you.